Hey, thank you so much for tuning in to the Your Financial EKG Podcast. I am your host, Drew Blackston, and this is part two of our recent podcast series, Risk Investors Don't Realize They Are Taking, and I still have with me, I convinced him to sit in my office for a little bit longer, Steve Zanoli, Head of Wealth Management for Sandy Morris Financial. So thank you again for skipping lunch. And hanging out with me. No problem. I appreciate that. But before we get into three more risks that investors don't realize, hey, again, go to our website, yourfinancialekg.com. If you want to connect with me and my firm, you can go on LinkedIn under Drew Blackston, or you can go on YouTube and subscribe. But if you go to our website, yourfinancialekg.com, there's a lot of good resources there. You can put in your information. If you'd like to meet with a member of our team, we'd be happy to do that. Just fill out the information and someone will give you a call to set up a virtual visit. We are all virtual, so everything's done by Zoom or phone. No in-office visits. That's even pre-COVID, post-COVID. Because in the world we live in today, if you can FaceTime your grandparents and they can FaceTime you back, then there's no reason for us to meet in the office. And there's nothing wrong with office visits, but I think, I think Steve, I think we've been more efficient, honestly, with Zoom. I mean, we can meet with a lot more people throughout the day and... Yeah. I think it's been a really, I think it's been a real good thing for our industry. No, I, I agree. I think people have done very well with it, and I think it's working really good too. Yeah, and I, I think people have been more efficient. So yeah, and yeah. if you live in Tampa, you don't want to drive two seventy five to get to our office and fight traffic and you know all that kind of stuff. So it's been really nice. People can just sit in their pajamas and and talk to us <laughs> whenever true. they want. Stay comfortable. Yeah. Well, let's talk about some risks that investors don't realize they're taking. And last podcast, if you didn't listen to it, go back and check number one. But we talked about overexposure to, to stocks. We talked about too much risk for a certain age, and we talked about going with the herd. But today, on part two of this podcast, I want to start with something that a lot of people don't realize. It's get, It gets a lot of news traction, and you see a lot of commercials about it, whether it's Schwab, TD Ameritrade, Fidelity. But I don't think people pay enough attention to it, and that is not understanding their fees. And what I mean by that is not understanding the fees, one, inside their investment, so internally, but two, portfolio fees or, or product fees. And I don't think people really add those up because inside of your mutual – let me give you an example. Inside of a mutual fund or ETF that you own, there's a fee. So the Vanguard uh, S&P 500 ETF, which is VOO, has an internal cost of 0.03, and it might even be lower now. But 0.03 is the cost to own that ETF. So on $1,000, it costs you $0.03 for every $1,000 you invest in the Vanguard ETF. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's correct. Okay, good. Just make sure my math is good, right? I don't have a calculator sitting over here. Okay, good. So what happens is you've got that fee, and then maybe your advisor charges a fee, let's say, of 1%. So now your total fee is 1.03%. Well, that's not, that's pretty good, honestly, in our industry. Yes. But what I see a lot of times is people come in and they'll have what I call the ABCs of mutual funds. They'll have A share funds, B share funds, C share mutual funds. And the way that a mutual fund charges a fee is based on its designation. So if it's an A share, there's a fee to go into the fund. And as long as you hold it over a year, there's no fee to get out. A B share, you don't pay anything to get into the mutual fund, but you do pay a fee to come out of it. And a C share, there's no fee going in, no fee going out. And as long as you hold it for a year, that that stays true. But there is a high internal cost, usually somewhere around 1% or more. So what I've seen with clients, and, and Steve, you've probably seen this a lot, people will bring their portfolio in 
We'll do our risk analysis on that. We'll do a fee analysis to see where they're at fee-wise. And they may be getting a 1% fee from their advisor, but their portfolio is charging them one and a half. So they think they're only paying 1%, which is great, right. but in reality, they're paying 2.5%. Yeah, we've seen a lot of time, and Drew, obviously, we've, we've seen that mostly with mutual funds because, like you said, even with the Vanguard ETF, which are probably the lowest in the industry, um, the ETFs obviously have those lower lower costs inside. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and depending on the mutual fund you own, we've seen, we've seen uh, costs inside that are anywhere from half a percent all the way up to even two percent, depending on the yeah. fund itself. And exactly. Yeah, no, and unless you uh, unless you dig deep into the prospectus when you buy that fund, mm-hmm. um, it's not something that's typically disclosed. You're going to have to find it yourself. Yeah, and people don't talk about turnover costs, which is the cost to buy and sell the stocks internally, the administrative right. fees that aren't even put on prospectuses for mutual funds or ETFs. And again, we're big proponents of both those funds. So we're not here bashing mutual funds, ETF stocks because we have those in our portfolio. But what we're saying is you need to be aware, right? You need to be aware. Absolutely. That's the biggest thing is being aware because, you know, you mentioned mutual funds have higher fees, but I've seen ETFs. People have come in with ETFs that have high fees. A lot of times the master limited partnership ETFs or MLPs, you know, they might have fees of 2%, 2.5%. And, and people go into these ETFs for income because they need this 6 7 8 9% income a year off this fund. Well, the fees at 2 so if they're paying out seven, but the fees two, you're now at five, and so you're working backwards, and and basically you got to make what six percent a year just to break even. Absolutely. And so there's a lot of times we need to be aware. Another thing that you need to be aware of, and and we won't get into this too much today, but let's talk about the products that you own inside of your inside of your portfolio: annuities, life insurance. There's fees inside of that, and people don't realize that there's fees inside of that. And that's something that we do here at Your Financial EKG. If you go to our website again, yourfinancialekg.com, if you want us to look at your portfolio to see how much in fees you're paying and, hey, how much you can be saving in fees, fill out your information there. Again, a member of our team will get in contact with you, and we'll do that fee analysis. It's It's free for you. So even if you don't become a client, even if you don't want to be um, a member of our elite team or our elite, what I call uh, my ambassadors, uh, people who uh, cheerlead for your financial EKG, at least you'll have a fee analysis and you'll be better prepared to understand what your fees are. Steve, did I miss anything on fees you want to talk about? Uh, no, I think I think you did really well. I think you're just you're absolutely right, Drew. Any, any product you own, not just not just investments like stocks, bonds, mutual funds, but anything, any kind of life insurance, you, you definitely want to know what, what fees you're paying all the time. Yeah. I think it's very important for, for clients to do that, especially like, you know, when you're older, you're getting retired, you're, you're depending on income, things like that. You, you want to make sure you're keeping your fees as low as possible. Yeah, because I think you were just giving me an example in the break. We were talking about, you just met with a couple, uh, retired postal workers, yep. and they pay a fee for the annuity that they purchased 10 years ago. It's a, it's a lower fee. But the income rider on the fee has done really well. And so they're going to be able to take income off of this annuity. I think it's like, what, $36,000 a year for the rest of their life. And again, everybody's situation is different. But they understood the fee and what the purpose of the fee was. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. No, that's when when purchasing that annuity years ago, absolutely made sure that here, this is what you're getting for that fee. And it's it's a, even though you said the fee was lower, it's exactly what they wanted. Yeah. You know, guaranteed compounding of an income rider guaranteed income for life down the road mm-hmm. and also you know the health care 
the doubler, the, yeah. the doubler in there to benefit as well. And that's all things they were looking for yeah. when, when they started to take that income. Yeah, and the problem we see is we get people like that come in with an annuity already, and they maybe don't need income. And I'll say, well, hey, you know, Mr. Miss So and So, why do you have this income rider that you don't need? And we'll call the company, and they'll say, well, that income rider is one point two percent, and then the cost of the annuity is you know, half a percent. And then, you know, that enhanced death benefits, another 1%. And I'll say, okay, then what about the mutual funds internally in the annuity? And that's another 1%. And by the time I get done adding up all their fees, they're at 4% yes. for a product they thought was safe. Exactly. And in reality, it wasn't. And so that's why it's so important to be, be aware of your fees. Moving forward, I could beat that like a dead horse. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and this one, I told Steve, when we talked about this, I, I kind of wanted it to be something funny. Um, but I think a risk that investors take that they don't realize is they take too much trading advice from TV. And, and let me back up when I say that, because I watch financial TV. I watch Bloomberg. I watch CNBC. I watch Fox Business. You know, I like the personalities on there. But, but a lot of times that's what they are. They're personalities, sure. right? Jim Cramer is a wonderful guy. He, he, he really does try to help out people who are investing. But he's just a personality, and he's not your personal financial planner. So when he recommends a stock, it might not be best for your portfolio. I mean, in 2008, he was saying the market's a good buy, and it kept going down. And again, I'm not blaming Jim Cramer. What I'm saying is you, you don't want to take trading advice from people who don't understand where you're at, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because everybody's got their own individual situation that they're mm-hmm. dealing with so right yeah you can't just go base it off of that and i think those those people on tv probably also i mean your due diligence they probably want you to do your due, due diligence or even though they're not telling you that yeah if they do recommend something they're probably thinking well you're probably going to take a look at that do some research talk to your financial right advisor. talk to your own advisor do some due diligence and make sure that's the right thing for you yeah because again it goes back to really we talked about this in part one not going with the herd but I mean, how many phone calls do we get on a weekly basis talking about, hey, I heard, you know, Varney talking about this on Fox Business or I, ta- I heard this on Bloomberg or I heard this on CNBC, which, again, you know, they, those are great shows and I watch them and I enjoy them. I think the personalities are wonderful, but they're not your financial planner. Absolutely. Right. They're not your personal person. And so I think from what Steve and I are trying to, to get off to get to work for you is make sure that, yes, there's a lot of good information on TV. But it shouldn't necessarily drive your portfolio, drive your financial life. Because what you want is an individual, carefully designed financial plan, not something that's like a shotgun against the wall. That's right. Right? <laughs> you know? Something exactly. Just, yeah. Exactly. Mud against the wall. Because we've seen that. All the time. A time. Yeah. Yes. All right. Point number three. And then this one's going to be quick. Because this one kind of goes back to number two. But number three... Risk investors don't realize they're taking, and and this is a I think this would be a mistake risk that investors don't realize they're taking is not using a professional, and and the reason I say that this is a risk, and I gave you the example of a car mechanic right like I can change my oil and I could probably watch YouTube and figure out how to change my light bulbs, but I drive a Honda Odyssey and that van, um, it's a I mean it's pretty complicated like I drive a 2020 Odyssey we just got it because uh, our kids are getting older and we needed something they could just pile their crap into and I mean it's got more bells and whistles than than you know my uncle who really understands cars 
Um, he isn't even going to look at the Honda Odyssey because of all the electronics and stuff like that. And so if I, as an amateur, looked at my car and said, you know what, I could probably fix this and tried to YouTube how to change out the engine, I'm really going to screw it up. Not saying I can't learn, not saying I'm not going to eventually be good at it, but I would be a lot better off if I went and paid a professional to actually look at my Honda Odyssey. I agree. Yeah, and I think that that's where we see a lot of people come in, and there's what they what we call quote unquote self investors, and they've actually got themselves into a worse spot because they haven't met with a financial professional. Yeah, I think we see that a lot too, and I like like your example, and I think you could use that with with most industries. You know, I don't, you know, same thing. I don't want to, you know, work on my car either or anything like that. And you know, with the new vehicles, especially being so sophisticated, the you know the internal computers and all that stuff, you really mm-hmm. have to. Well, those guys, you know, when you take it in there, they're just not coming off the street. No, they've gone to school, they've taken classes, they have to know what they're doing with those vehicles. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing with a financial advisor. Yeah. Um, I think it's you know it's imperative that especially later in life mm-hmm. you know maybe you go along accumulating wealth it's a little easier yeah but when you get into that later stage and you get into the deaccumulation stage where you have to start utilizing that money mm-hmm. sustaining it for your life and all that it yeah. gets a lot trickier than i said i think the advice advice at that point of your of your life is is extremely important yeah i met with a guy and he was a super smart guy he actually ran insurance companies and had a lot of money Really, really nice, very smart. And he just wanted to meet. He self invested, he did everything himself, but he wanted to meet because he didn't understand the taxes that affected his investments. Right. And he thought that with his, he was going to do a Roth conversion on some of his money because he, he knows is he has a bigger portfolio that he's going to be taxed more. And he's a younger guy. He was, I think he was in his 60s. And he said, well, if I do a Roth conversion, don't I, I have to do it all, right, all at the same time? I got to do like all my IRA money? And I'm like, no, you, you can do whatever you want. You can do a dollar Roth conversion or you could do 100000 Well, right. if he hadn't have met with me, he would have converted something like $2.5 million in IRA money to a Roth because he thought he needed to do that, right? But because he met with a professional, I was able to give him a better plan for converting that Roth IRA. And that's something that we really want to do here at Your Financial EKG. We want to give you a plan. And I'm not trying to say that you can't do it on your own like Steve alluded to. Accumulating wealth and growing your money, yes, that's pretty good. It's pretty easy to do that on your own. But it becomes a bigger, more intricate process when you're taking income, when you are using your investments to live on. When you're when when you retire and your nest egg is the only money you've got, Right? I want to make sure that I can land this plane. Right. Right? I heard a pastor say one time, he was flying in an airplane, and the guy flying the plane was a friend of his, and he said his buddy let him sit in the cockpit and all this stuff, and and he said, oh, man, I can fly this plane. He said, I can almost land it. And you know what that pilot said to him? Almost landing is crashing. (laughs) And so we don't want to see you crash in your financial life. So go to our website, yourfinancialekg.com. Fill out your information there if you'd like to meet with a member of our team. If you want us to do a fee analysis for you, a risk analysis, anything that would help benefit your life, go to our website there. But hey, stay tuned. We've got number three, risk investors don't realize coming up next week. But thank you so much for listening today. I know we went a little long today uh, than normal. But again, thank you so much for listening to the Your Financial EKG podcast. Be good.